You are listening to In The Queue with Bruce Coombs, a podcast where we discuss how to help grow your accounting and legal practice with industry thought leaders. Today's episode is part of our In The Spotlight series, in which we speak with legal and accounting practitioners who have demonstrated innovation, success and commitment throughout their work. Every month, we nominate an accounting or legal leader who has had a significant impact on the industry and brought a different perspective to the way they conduct business. Today, we are meeting with Sal Vallelonga from Plexus Global. Sal is the director of various private entities, a board and committee member of various charitable organisations, and is regularly involved in fundraising activities and charitable events. He also happens to work as a chartered accountant. Sal's leadership style helps him empower the people that work with him within all of the organisations he's involved with. In this episode, we'll discuss his leadership philosophy and how he successfully manages to deliver on all of his commitments. So nice to have somebody from Perth uh, on Practitioner of the Month. Mate, um... Thanks for having me on, Bruce. Appreciate it. It's great. It's great. Actually, going to see you soon. We're going to be coming over to Perth. Yeah, I'm here. Looking forward to it. Exciting, mate. Looking forward to a a nice afternoon together. Oh, mate, it'll be great. Well, actually, that's a good segue. Like we did a we did a lunch. Um, Some of the people listening probably were there, but we did a lunch over in the Italian club over in WA, which uh, I know is one of your passions you're involved with. But thinking about the Italian club there's always a challenge around bringing in new members. And it's actually not that different around the generational change in accounting firms. Have you got something you want to share around succession and, and that sort of stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, most of my colleagues in practice would would agree that finding talent's often difficult. So nurturing talent, I think, is something that we all we all strive to, to achieve and you know, bringing in graduates that we, we try to impart our knowledge and our, and our ethos. And I think it all comes back to that culture. And, you know, generally speaking, they either fit into the culture pretty quickly or they don't. And it's just knowing, um, you know, knowing what you want as a human being, what you want as a, as a, as a business, um, and then finding the right talent to, to sit in the right seats on the bus to, to help you drive, yeah. drive you to the journey, through the journey. Mate, 100%, you know, it's not... You know, not really. There, not really that there's that many bad people. Sometimes there's bad fits. You know, and every firm, you know, the, the culture in, in in so many firms is so different. What would your team sort of, you know, do you think if they're going to think of a couple of key words describing you as a leader? What might they think of um, when they think of Sal? Well, I think probably one of the first one is a decision maker. I, I always yep. make decisions and I and I run with them. Um, I do listen. Um, I like to hear their view on and, and opinion on things, but I do make decisions. And I think it's important as a leader that you do make clear, concise decisions and, and ensure that you take your team on the journey with you. So it's um, it, it's one thing to, to have a choice about direction, but it's the other is having them join you in that journey. And I think that's the key to successful um, directional change. Look, absolutely. And with, you know, with Plexus working with so many sort of growth-oriented sort of enterprises and you working so much as a consultant, in some cases, even a director, you know, it's a great opportunity for the right people in your team to to get good experience and good exposure at at, at Plexus. So trying to balance that, you know, I can look look at you behind there. I got there's photos of your beautiful children. Um, Like, um, I'm assuming they're not photos of you when you were a child, so let's assume you're beautiful (laughs) children. How do you manage that work-life balance thing? 
that's probably the most difficult given that, you know, working with community as well as just running a busy practice. So, um, you know, the, I think that the, the key is, is finding, not just finding the time, I should say, is actually making the time. So committing to, to times where you say, well, that, that two-week period or that three-week slot over Christmas or that one-week break in July, whatever the case may be, is making the commitment and always sticking to it. And even things like school assemblies, you know, it's a, it's it's yeah. not negotiable. I go to school assemblies and if I've got a meeting, I change it because it's important, yeah. you know, my children see me present at an important moment in their life. And at, at six years of age, for example, that is something extremely important. Um, so I, I need to be present and there and, and, and let my my little one know that she matters. So and and that both both my kids, you know, importantly understand that. Yeah. And like your dedication to the, the WA Italian Club there too. Like, you know, there's a there's an element of being present for the membership there and being present for your, for your son and daughter. Um, you know, how did you get involved with the club in the first place? Well, I grew up at the club. My, my old man was the uh, vice president when I was when I was born, so I grew up as a club baby, and I just you know always loved that experience as a child. And now I you know I get to share that with my kids and 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 their and their cousins and friends. So you know having catch ups down at the club is actually quite a common thing. My kids love being there. You know they get to have a game of pool, play on the on the soccer table. They get to just experience what's what's to them is is something cool. But we get to sit down, have a pizza, have a bite, you know, catch up with some friends, have a have a cold beer, and um and 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 share some uh, some stories. And often you know even colleagues in in the accounting profession, we've got a lot of accountants that uh, and and firms that frequent the club regularly. It's it's evolved a lot. It's not just a a members club as such. It's it's also a place for people to bring their families. And you know we 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 do have a an open open to the public, you know, areas of the of the club that's predominantly in that food and beverage offering. So we try to, you know, bring like-minded people together, particularly a focus on family. You know, it's it's all about, you know, family. And it's no difference to, you know, how we how we run a practice, I guess, you know, wanting to be around good people that, you know, to me, my staff here at the at the at the office are family. You know, if we don't, if we can't, you know, we see each other so much compared to our own families that if we don't get along with that same level of respect and understanding then there really isn't a business and the whole business is built on our people you know we're a people first you know firm and without without having good people who, who share the same values of family then we're not going to really be very successful yeah, it's, it's interesting you know and circling back to what you said right at the start of the chat around being decisive you know you, you said your staff see you as a decisive leader like it's like that patriarch in a way, you know, ultimately the family that somebody's going to decide, you know, that, you know, we're going to do this and this is going to be best for our family or there might be a sacrifice that mum or dad are going to make for the benefit of the family, you know, and you're saying the same thing there. And it's very interesting how some of those core values you just described, whether it's the, the club and the family element of the club, the family element of your firm, your own dedication to, to very young, very young family, you know, those values are clear. Um in the 2009 sort of um, uh, year 12 uh, exams in English here in, in, in New South Wales, um, one of the topics was belonging. It was a very clear topic and it's so relevant today, you know, when there's been isolation and we haven't been able to come and see you guys and, and all the rest of it. Belonging, I think that's what you're saying, you know, which is nice, Sal. Absolutely. Yeah. And maybe as, a, maybe as a final thing, if, um, if somebody somebody younger than me, which is most of the population, obviously, that, uh, you know, was thinking about becoming a partner in a firm. What do you think they should be looking for when they're looking at that next step in in succeeding, you know, maybe an exiting partner? Yeah, well, I think 
you just hit the nail on the head about the word belonging. You know, I think it's important that before you even contemplate um, being part of a succession is that you feel that you're part of a family, you're part of that team. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got uh, junior partners that, that entered the partnership, you know, somewhere in their 20s. So we've had some young partners join us. Myself and Mario established our firm in our early 20s, early to mid 20s. So we, um, you know, we don't, we don't believe age is a barrier. Mm. It's just about being comfortable in the seat you're sitting in. You know, if you want to be able to sit there and, and earn the confidence of your of your clients when you're telling them that you're their partner that they need to entrust with their their business and their livelihood, you've got to you've got to instill trust. You've got to have their confidence, but more importantly, you've got to belong in your team. So you're not going to earn the trust and respect of your client if you don't have that same level of trust and respect within your own team. Yeah. No, 100%. Mate, really appreciate your time. Uh, it's great. I know we're uh, we're right on uh, the key element of lunchtime in Perth right now. So, uh, mate, uh, great to uh, great to have you on and uh, looking forward to seeing you a bit over a month. Absolutely, mate. We'll see you over here in early August. I love it. It's such good, good fun. Bye, mate. Good. Chat All soon. All right, see you. Thanks for listening to In The Queue with Bruce Coombs. If you'd like to learn more, head to quickfeed.com.au. If you like what you heard today, please follow us so you can get updates on new episodes coming up and share our podcast with colleagues, friends and other firms.